Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Grandparents can be an amazing part of your family. They're supportive for you and enriching for your children. They can also create tricky situations. You may see some actions as intrusive or overbearing. Derek McCormick from the Raising Children Network says that grandparents should be valued and loved, but there are ways to negotiate your roles in a family and put the right boundaries in place. Hi, Derek. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Good, thank you. Parenting has changed a lot since our parents were raising us. Is this difference in the way we parent one of the more common reasons that parents and grandparents may clash? It it can be, or at least the perception of of things changing can be something of a clash. Um, Sometimes we forget that the the very core or the most important parts of parenting um, tend to stay the same, Uh, you know, having good uh, rituals with your children and good good rules and boundaries. Those those principles, uh, a lot of them stay the same, but there is change over time and in style and, and what parenting means from decade to decade. Uh, it can lead to some clashes, but the good news is there is, there is always space and time to uh, stop and have the conversation between parent and grandparent, um, and there are some ways to do that. Well, let's um, talk about that. But before we get there, some of those things that people can um, disagree about can feel really emotional and therefore hard to talk about. For example, discipline comes to mind for me in that um, a, a generation before parents probably smacked their children, um, would yell, might have more kind of aggressive forms of discipline, whereas the next generation of parents have been taught to parent a little bit differently. And both parents could be coming from a place where they think it's good for their children um, or grandchildren, but fundamentally on a really emotional level, they disagree. I mean, how do you start a conversation with your parents about something like discipline? Mm, that's a very good question, and I think a lot of people will have an experience around this, where there's a what feels like an, a fundamental difference uh, of perspective. Uh, of course, the first step is always good is to have the conversation rather than sort of avoid it. Um, and that's really about being open and honest and transparent about here's how you feel, and as a parent, the kinds of approach you were hoping to use with your children. So you're talking about your parenting style and and the fact that you see discipline in this way and then listening to other perspectives such as that of the grandparent they have a very important role in the in the life of the children as well and allowing that conversation to happen and with the right time and space taken you can come to an understanding even if it's an agree to differ understanding on what strategies might be better and then an agreement about what strategies we will will agree to use with the children in question so it, it sounds quite complex but it begins really just with sharing what kind of discipline or whether it's discipline or another area of parenting what what's the approach that you're wanting to take around your children and talking with the other carers, the grandparents in this case, about how that's where you want to get to. Let's talk about how we can get there, um, even if we have different sort of experiences or thoughts around that topic. Some grandparents might might find even talking about the way you parent 
quite an odd concept uh, and maybe something they think is a bit over the top, a little bit fussy or something like that because they just got on and did it. Do you have any tips on even before you have the conversation about discipline, how do you broach the fact you want to talk about how you parent with them? Mm. Uh, well, there's not a whole lot of uh, research done on what the very best way to do handle that opening conversation uh, is. But uh, what we've learned from, you know, listening to parents over the years is that um, if you're trying to broach a topic and it may be quite unfamiliar to the person you're talking to, uh, like, for example, talking parenting style, it can, that could be quite a new concept uh, for, for some uh, in fact, for, for many who don't think about parenting on a daily basis as, as a skill set, well, one thing you can do to begin there is to talk about some interesting uh, information you came across, perhaps, mm. and, and opening it on a positive level. I, I learned recently some interesting um, research or some interesting information about children's behavior. And what I learned was this and how when it comes to behavior, this can help. And then you're talking about something which... Uh, is genuinely interesting to anybody uh, who who's around children. And from there, you can find yourself getting into the conversation without necessarily using um, the jargon of parenting or parenting styles. When it comes to life with children, there is, of course, how you um, guide them and help them grow. But there's also how you interact as a family. So some new families may find that they love having their grandparents around and that they love having that interaction. And others may want more privacy and a sense of space. Now, my kids are still young and I can imagine when they're grown and if they have children of their own, I want to be right in there. (laughs) You know, I want to be there. I want to be hugging. I want to be giving them a hand, all of those sorts of things. Mm. But not everyone's going to be okay with that. Um, how can you talk to your parents about that without maybe hurting their feelings? I think uh, there's a couple of things that can help there, whether it's uh, grandparents or other extended family. Uh, one thing to bear in mind is that um, as, as extended family, as carers around those children, you can talk about um, what each need, everybody's needs are. For example, you can talk about, you know, as, as, as a parent, I sometimes need a break and I really appreciate the fact that I can have your help or we can find a way to, to get that break. Uh, and likewise, uh, if a grandparent is very involved, we can talk about what kind of time they have to balance and what the other things happening in their lives are to balance out what time they can give. Uh, and you're talking there about what's, what's reasonable uh, as well as what people would like. So then it becomes a conversation about what's, um, what's going to be a reasonable expectation for people to, to be able to be involved with the children and also having an open conversation about what they would like, you know, in terms of contact, enjoying the children. And when, with grandparents also, there's sometimes uh, a situation where they're very keen to be involved, maybe especially in those early years. But it's important uh, for, to remember that sometimes the parents may want to have that, that time with the children and to discuss again what, what would we like to do and let's talk about it in a practical day-to-day or week-to-week basis. What, what would be a good arrangement here given what you have on your plate and what uh, we have on our plate? So I think that's step number one is just having that open, open conversation. Another thing that can help is talking about trial periods. You know, It's not like you need to make decisions 
forever. Mm. So you can suggest a trial period where you're uh, trying a particular arrangement out and we'll talk about it again in two weeks or a month or whatever it is. Um, And thirdly, when it comes to this sort of negotiating roles, uh, it's okay to talk about the fact that they may change. Uh, As the child grows or as circumstances change, the roles people have with the children might change. So uh, bottom line is think about what you would like uh, to to talk about and then have that conversation, inviting uh, from the other uh, carers involved what's on their plate, what would they like to see happen, and then what can we put in place as a, as a trial. When we're talking about grandparents, you've got your own parents, your blood parents who you've grown up with, whose parenting styles you know and are very familiar with, and then you've got your partner's parents who may be quite different in the way they approach parenting. You may not be as close to them as you are to your own parents. In fact, you're probably not. I mean, that can add an extra layer of complexity, can't it? Because they might come in thinking they're helping and then the other person's like, hold on, I'm not used to you in my private space. Please back off. Mm. Uh, that can be complex and those, those can be quite you know, challenging feelings, especially in the moment. Um, one thing that can help in that situation with that dynamic is to um, maybe let things cool down a bit if there has been a bit of a clash or some sort of um, uh, moment of tension. And then when, when it t- things calm down a little bit, it can be, again, about opening a, a, a little conversation or a little dialogue, either face-to-face or following up with a phone chat or, or another way that goes along these lines. Um, you know, when it, when it comes to the kids or when it comes to the children, we do try and have this approach or we, we, you know, we're generally aiming to, to avoid this particular thing. And um, when, when, when that moment happened and we had that discussion about Billy's behavior or whatever the issue was, I felt we weren't completely on the same page. Can we have a talk about that? So it's, again, having that open conversation as much as possible. But the main tip there is to perhaps uh, let the moment itself pass uh, before opening that dialogue. It, it's sort of like the same advice we would offer when it comes to um, talking with a teenager or a child where things get heated. Now, having said all of the above about, you know, negotiating and talking about boundaries with grandparents, so many parents today rely on their own parents to help them care for their own children while they're at work, if they want to go out. Um, How fair is it to expect your own parents to follow your parenting guidelines when you're asking them to take care of your kids? So I'm thinking, for example, um, my husband and I basically say when either the, our nonna or my parents are looking after the kids, it's like, you're doing us a favor and they're going to you. You're their grandparents. You can spoil them if you want. You do what is right for you and they know that you have your rules in your home and we have our rules in our home. And we came up with that because we just felt, can we really be dictating our parenting um, objectives to these pa- our parents who are essentially retired and still giving so much to our families. Mm. That's a very good point, and not what's well, more than a good point. It's, it's it's lived experience that you've got there of, of one of the difficulties. First of all, uh, on the first point, you're absolutely right. It's so it's so common now for grandparents to have a have a quite a large part of the caring role. It's been on the increase, and we've noticed it through our peer support programs and so on, that families uh, are really benefiting from the hard work of grandparent carers, uh, often 
more than one day a week. So it's, uh, it can really uh, escalate depending on the circumstance. So that's a very good point. Grandparents are doing a lot of caring um, in the recent years. So in that context, how do we manage shared care? Because that's what it becomes when it's, when it's that time commitment. What you mentioned about different rules for different homes, that makes a lot of sense when there is a, a genuine shared care arrangement. It's a bit like uh, maybe in families where there's separation and there are, there are effectively two homes for a child. It's not quite that situation, but there are different environments. And in those cases, it is often uh, uh, helpful to have different rules in different places. The children often can adapt to that quite easily, and it's clear and understood. It links to another kind of tip that we we often talk about, and that is the most uh, helpful rules of any kind uh, when it comes to children are rules that are specific and that are easy to understand. And I think that goes for us as well as parents and, uh, and grandparent carers, if we have understood agreed rules around any particular issue and they're clear and easy to understand and may be different in different places, then we're on the right track. There's a lot to think about there, Derek. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. No problem. Thank you. That's Derek McCormack. He's from Raising Children Network and they have stacks of really great information on their website. We'll pop a link up on ours. Just head to babyology.com.au forward slash feedplaylove. Judgment. Even before you have your baby, it seems to be everywhere. And once your baby's on the scene, it ratchets up a notch. On the next episode of Feed, Play, Love, this is what we're talking about. First of all, when somebody's talking to you and even complaining about a situation, don't assume they're asking for advice. (laughs) (laughs) That's Warren Can from the Parenting Research Centre. To hear the whole conversation, listen to the next episode of Feed, Play, Love. This podcast is produced by Elise Cooper. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you'll join me for the next episode of Feed, Play, Love.